yeah. Oh, yeah. It really, really helps you relax, doesn't it? it? Really helps you really settle in quite, oh. quite nice and 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 calmly, huh? It triggers me every time. <laughs> I'm like, oh. being recorded. Yeah. Um, it's funny because uh, when people start to do consultation calls now, I've been recording them so that one, we can look at it from a sales point of view, and two, we can also. Um, anything that we might miss taking notes down we can look back at it um the thing is like people come onto the corner it's like this meeting is being recorded and i'm like hey i'm simon nice to meet you <laughs> um oh, oh Stan, guys have we got any wins nice to see chloe on here i hope we'll look touch um amber you've had some big wins haven't you unmute yourself come on give me a win don't make me don't ghost me here don't do it to me, Amber. <laughs> she could be training or she could be at work. Um, don't worry about it then. It's all good. I thought she was going to do that. So obviously tonight we've got a pretty incredible webinar. Those of you, a lot of you will have met Kieran before. Um, he's done a couple of workshops for us now. This is going to be an absolute golden nugget for a lot of you guys who are kind of 60, 70, 80% kind of through the journey and things like that. And we're kind of in a position, this is a, a phrase that Kieran said to me, and I was uncomfortably comfortable. Okay. And I think this is going to resonate really, really well for us because it's going to be talking about how we can get kind of 60, 70, 80% of the way through our journey. We can get to a point where we're feeling very good. But then if we don't kind of see ourselves from an identity perspective of, the person that we are wanting but wanting to become johnny 2.0 simon 2.0 kieran 2.0 elena 2.0 whoever it might be the new version of yourself that you're trying to create you will always slip back into the old habits that you were originally and it will kind of bring those results back so this is going to be something from a slightly mindset identity perspective of how we can really kind of make sure we hold on to these results kind of along with them so i'm just going to let kieran take over and let him do his magic because He's good at this stuff. I don't really know. Well, how about that? Um, so guys, this is going to be an interactive session. Uh, if you're expecting to sit here, look at content and go, um, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have a listen. That That's definitely not going to work on this one. So what I need uh, from everyone is pen, paper, or if you prefer to type things down, have, um, have your phone, iPad, computer, or whatever, uh, because there's going to be a lot of writing in this in this session um and then also ideally if we can have some cameras on so i can just see everybody in there and if anyone's getting stuck i can i can add and uh, ask questions and whatever then uh, that that would be ideal as well so before we kick off straight into the content just drop into the chat box um just put in one if uh, you've got your pen paper you're ready to roll There's a few people who might come in late because I know a few people are just finishing up things. Let's just keep going on that. Go on, guys, chuck something in the chat box. Wakey, wakey, please. Chloe, you worked out how to use the chat box. Laura, sorted. Ellen has messaged me directly. Oh, she's got it. Amber, you're live. Awesome. So let me know. 
since Simon and Johnny are the only guys cameras on, you're going to have to give me a thumbs up. Let me know when you can see uh, my screen and we're on. You guys can see that? Good, my man. Okay. So today is going to be a really nice workshop session. Uh, there's going to be some Chloe, just pop her on mute. Yeah, done, cool. Um, so today, you guys can see screen or no? Oh, yeah, mate. Okay. Cool. So uh, today we're going to be looking at identity and looking at evolving into the person that we want to be. Because often we don't really think about, well, what kind of person do I want to be? We can beat ourselves up. We can say, oh, well, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I should be doing this. What if this? What if that? Um, we don't actually consciously start to think about, well, what kind of person is it that I want to be? And what do I want to evolve into? And then we get to a position where we either get to where we want and we realize that's not what we wanted at all. Uh, or we start to get there, we start to see the results and we just drop the ball a little bit. So uh, today we're just going to be looking at evolving some identity level statements and starting to think about um, what it is and who it is we want to turn, uh, evolve into. Um, so very top level background for anyone that doesn't know who I am. So I'm Kieran, I'm a mental performance coach and the founder of Total Mental Performance. So we help high performers manage challenging emotions, self-limiting beliefs to avoid personal and commercial failure, but also hit peak performance. So my story in a very, very quick uh, linear process is I used to be an international boxer on the England team. Um, I was ranked sixth in the UK at my peak boxing around the world. Uh, got injured, got overweight, uh, struggled with an eating disorder, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and, and nearly threw all of it away. At one point, uh, all of that was going on. I was living on my auntie's sofa in a really, really rough area of London uh, with 15,000 pounds of debt from both boxing and failed business. Pivoted from that to spend six and a half years in software sales in the city, selling across Europe. Uh, very, very competitive, high pressure, lots of stress. Uh, and then I, on the side of that, I've always been coaching. I'm a qualified cognitive hypnotherapist, therapist, uh, mental performance coach, peak performance coach. Uh, and I was always doing that along the side. And then I decided, you know what, actually, it's time to do this full time. And I launched Total Mental Performance. And there's a small team of five of us helping high performers. Uh, get to where they want to get to and remove all of the bullshit. So why mindset? You guys have probably seen a few of these now. If you haven't, um, we don't often think about mindset. We don't think about self-limiting beliefs. It's not something that we're taught. It's just something that happens to us. It catches us out in the form of pressure, overworking, underachieving, overachieving, never feeling engaged, never feeling good enough, not feeling worthy. So that's kind of why Simon brings me in and both on a one-to-one -one level and on a group level, because actually, if we think about the mind, the mind is responsible for almost everything that we experience, whether that's positive things, negative things, our interactions with our relationships. So it makes sense to think about it, it makes sense to invest in it, and it makes sense to train it. So that's what we're going to be looking at a little bit today. So Simon is talking about how people get stuck on a journey. They get to 60, 70, 80% and they fall off or they get to where they want to get to and then they revert back to old habits. They revert back to old behaviors and they basically let everything go and they don't maintain that as a permanent solution. And often that leads to a series of identity challenges. So 
we were talking about that comfortably uncomfortable and there's a difference so people that are uncomfortably comfortable know that they're not really living up to their potential and they know that something's not right they know something's not wrong but it's not painful enough to actually do something about it so they just sit there and they just kind of go oh, you know what? i'll put up with a job that i don't really enjoy or i'll put up with a relationship or a friend or or all of these inputs that aren't making me happy they kind of get stuck in this wow you know it's not it's not the end of the world i wouldn't say i'm i'm engaged i wouldn't say i'm fulfilled or or getting what i need to get done but it's not crumbling it's not the end of the world so they get stuck in this fear the opposite of that is being comfortably uncomfortable so that's stepping into growth that's stepping into what it is that you actually want to do so that could be i know that i need to evolve my body to get it to a certain place wherever i want that to be maybe it's career i need to get to the next rung on the ladder or maybe it's mindset maybe there's some challenging emotions or some insecurities that are going on and you can't quite figure it out but comfortably uncomfortable runs at those challenges uncomfortably comfortable lives with those challenges chronically another thing that happens is when we're no longer driven by pain it's kind of hard to stay motivated particularly if you're something called away motivated which is away from pain for example let's say um you're like me. So I, I typically in the past, I've mainly been away motivated and I can often, if I'm not careful, become skinny fat because I've got really slim arms and uh, like a slim waist, tiny little legs. And if I put weight on, it goes straight into like an hourglass figure. And uh, I don't quite get tits, but they, they get, they get softer, you know? And uh, what used to happen a lot is I would uh, basically get to that spot and I go, right, that's it. Back to training, away I go, you know, cut down the carbs, overtraining, whatever, get back to feeling lean and strong again. But I'm not driven by pain anymore because I'm in a good spot. So this, this, this pattern used to happen where I would get in good shape, stay there for a little bit, not quite as motivated, out it goes. Um, there's a study that came out recently, which is quite interesting about people that get into relationships and how after two years, on average, the couple puts on two stones between them. And this, that, uh, driven by no longer the fear of being alone, not having to attract another partner, i.e. no more pain, no more competition, who knows? But this is essentially what's going on here. If you're, not, if you're no longer driven by pain and you're particularly away motivated or you've started something for the away reasons, then once the pain is gone, it's easy to fall back into old habits and, and go back to where um, we don't want to be. And then we've got mission accomplished. Now what? So regardless of his political views, I don't agree with all of them. Uh, I don't agree with most of them, but actually if we look at just as a case study. Guys, can you just give me a wave if I'm still here? Yeah. Okay, it will throw through my hmm. Um, If we look at this as a case study, this is the perfect example of what I call a now what moment. So Tyson Fury, for those who don't know, he's a world champion boxer. Uh, he made it in 2015 and he won all the belts and he became the undisputed champion of the world. And you'd have thought, okay, great. There's, there's one other champion he needs to take out. There's some big fights out there for him. Surely he's going to be more inspired now that he's there to go on and keep fighting and, and secure his legacy as one of the best fighters ever. But actually the opposite happened. And he got there and he was like, oh, I spent my whole life working towards this goal and I was expecting to, to get here and I've arrived. Why don't I feel happy? Why don't I feel joy? Why don't I feel content? You know, in that first moment of, of winning it, in that moment, it was the peak of the peak. It was the highest high. He was like, yes, I've done it. 
And in the days and the weeks and the months afterwards, all of a sudden, he just wasn't motivated to fight anymore because he's done the hardest thing that he believed he could do. And he's achieved it. So he spiraled off into drink, spiraled off into drugs, spiraled off into, into lots of different behaviors and things that he's definitely not proud of. So this is an example of we can get to that point where, you know, we've got the house, we've got the car, we've got the career, we've got the, the job, got the family, the dog, got everything. And it's like, well, now what? Now I don't quite feel, I thought it'd be different than this. And then self-doubt starts to kick in. And then questions start to kick in. And then we start overcomplicating things. Uh, and this can happen whether that's in a body transformation. So you do your photo shoot and it's like, yes, look at me. I feel amazing. But yeah. Well, now what? Now what do I do? Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to really maintain this. It's okay. Or you kind of keep training a little bit and then it kind of starts to slope. And then after that moment, you flip back into the habits before you started the program. So that's another challenge that can start to happen if you're not really clear on the person that we want to show up as. And then another one is just mediocrity due to a lack of clarity. So just not being clear on the type of person that we want to be, not being clear on the non-negotiables each week, not being clear on where we want to get to, because it's really easy for us to kind of just go, eh, I need to think about this identity stuff, uh, mindset, doesn't really matter because it's uncomfortably comfortable to not have to ask yourself the hard questions, to not have to look at those challenging emotions. So then when you have that lack of clarity and it's like, ah, well, I have done my photo shoot or I've got the result, I've achieved the promotion, I've made the amount of money, I've bought the house, what do, I, what do I do now? So then you kind of just get stuck in this brain foggy static, ah, well, I've kind of done it now. Do I really need to do this? Or I don't even know what's next. Should I set another goal? The other goal isn't quite as exciting as the other ones. What do I do? So these are all the sorts of things that can start to happen if we don't think about, well, what is it that, or who is the person I want to turn up as and I want to be? So um, some of you who have been on these workshops and webinars before will have seen this. So this is an adapted version of the DILTS model from NLP. And if I describe them from the bottom up, we have our environments, everything that's going on around us. It's everything we see, we can actually physically touch, feel the places we live, the companies we work at, the people in our lives, family, friends, acquaintances, colleagues, um, the news, everything that we're, all of those triggers that we're seeing, touching, feeling, hearing. Then we have our behaviors and these behaviors are within those environments. So um, maybe you notice you might go home to your parents' house and for some reason you change, you behave slightly differently for whatever reason. Same at work, sometimes we have different personas at work than we do at home. Um, but these are all the things that we are doing and the, in, within those environments. Then we have our capabilities. And those are, there's two halves to that. Those are actual skills and what we actually have right now, but it's also our potential and the things that we can do, we can go into. You know, we all have different capabilities. I'm never, ever going to be heavyweight champion of the world. I'm like, what, five foot seven, 66 kilos. So outside of my capabilities, guys, I'm never going to be that guy. But uh, I do know that I could potentially, if I wanted to, not that it's a dream of mine, I could become a, a series of champions in my weight class or maybe in my region or, or whatever. We just don't know what that is. So capabilities is skills and then also your capabilities as to what you can achieve. And we often, if we go to the layer above, which is beliefs, we often, I've uh, most of the time, under give ourselves less credit than we need or have less self-belief 
which then impacts our capabilities. So we think, I can't do that. I'm not the sort of person that can have this transformation. I'm not the sort of person that can be happy. I'm not the kind of person that, that can do that thing. Um, so our beliefs are our beliefs about ourselves and, and our value and our place in the world. And then the opposite of that as well. And so it's the beliefs of the external world, how the world works, how business works, how the companies work. Um, then next to that, we have values. So these are all the things that are important to us. So for me, always doing the right thing, uh, integrity, family, helping others. Build, and then one of my big values is build. I like to build things. So whether that's company, whether that's people, uh, helping people build stuff. Um, so these are things that are personally important to us. And then at the top of that, we have identity. So these are statements like, I am good at X, or I am strong, I am creative, I can do X or Y. And often we blame our environments as to why we're not winning. Ah, oh, but the market sucks. Uh, yeah, but everybody else in here is, the, the people around me aren't, aren't smart enough or you know, it's not the right relationship for me or maybe I just need to move somewhere else or whatever. And we blame our environments. So then we change our environments. We feel amazing for a month or two. And then all of the old feelings, the old limiting beliefs, behaviors, all that stuff starts to trickle back in because actually we need to flip the model on its head and we need to start at the identity level. So somebody that believes that they're good enough, I am good enough, I am strong. And their beliefs are, I can do this and uh, the world isn't out to get me. And the values that are working hard, consistency, um, self-compassion, whatever is important to that person is then gonna directly impact their capabilities. So what they believe they can do and the skills that they need in order to get to where they want to get to which will then impact their behaviors, the way they're behaving in any environment. And then that way the, the environment either doesn't become as relevant or if there is a really dark environment, that's not so good. Then off the back of that, you just go, well, I'm not staying here because this isn't the right environment for me. And high performers can walk into an environment and you go, not the right environment for me. Out I get yeah, because they know on an identity level and a self-worth and value level, but they don't need to be pulled around or dictated by what's going on in their environment. So um, this is where we're gonna get pen and paper. And I just want you guys to start writing. In those moments of, whether it's doubt, not feeling like you can really be bothered, maybe a little bit lost, maybe a little bit blurry, or, or maybe you're in your now, right now you're in your now what moment. I just want you to look at that identity statement. I just want you to write, what is it that you believe about yourself in those moments? And begin the sentence with I. And then when you're done, I'd like you to just post that into the chat box. I'll start with one of mine. Uh, so mine used to be, uh, I'm not good enough. And that was because my dad used to bench me every football game, our team were bottom of the bottom league. So that's how you know you're really bad at football. Uh, and that means I'm, I'm not a worthy human being. That was the line of code that was being written. So just write, write down, what is it you believe about yourself to be true? In those moments of being lost, confused, unmotivated, not feeling great, not feeling up to it. What is it you believe about yourself to be true? Begin the sentence with I. And then pop that in the chat box.
And to be clear, guys, I've gone straight at the top. I've gone straight for the hard question. It would have been easier for me to have gone environment, behaviours, capabilities, beliefs and values and worked your way up. But uh, today it's not an easy one. It's not an easy thing to do, guys, but it's so beneficial. And I think you'll massively realise that a lot of people are having very, very similar thoughts and they see themselves in similar ways as well. Come on, guys. I think I, I know Amber's driving. I can't see the uh, I can't see the chat box. Oh, so it's time to so, read out what's come out. Uh, I'm not smart enough to do X, Y, Z. Okay, great. Anything uh, else? I am pig-headed. I am what-headed? Pig-headed. Yeah, great. Anything else? Not currently. Cool. And then I said, uh, one, I don't know if I can do this. And I don't know if I can, I don't yeah. know if I can do this, and I'm not as good as X person. Yeah. Great. So there you go. There's a line of code that's been written there that's saying, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm pig headed. I'm gonna to have to eat any of everything, whatever. Like those are the lines of code that are going in. Um, if you're not comfortable sharing in the public way, just directly message Simon and uh, uh, he can share those privately. So the next thing to write down is in those moments where you're not really feeling 100%, you're not really feeling up to it for whatever reason, maybe you're about to self-sabotage, just start to write down the beliefs that you have about yourself and the beliefs you have about the task. So it could be, I don't have the skills, I don't have the willpower, I don't have the energy, I'm tired, this program isn't right for me, this only works for other people, not myself, yeah, but I'm not like that other person, whatever. You just start to write down some of the beliefs and chuck them back at me or via Simon privately. Chad, what, what if I fail? Do I really want this? Mm -hmm. It's too hard. Yeah. I don't know if I'm worthy. What if I'm not good enough? Excellent. Guys, big well done for sharing. Thank you. And this is the crux. This is what's driving a lot of behavior, a lot of feelings, a lot of, a lot of, oh, impacting our capabilities in order to get what we need done. So now let's just look at values. In those moments, what values are you embodying? Not the values that you want to value, but what, what is it? So is it comfort? Is it safety? Is it protection? What is it that you think? on a values perspective or a principles perspective that you're embodying and, and showing in those moments. Write those down, put them in the chat.
protecting myself from failure. Protection. Self-sabotaging. Picking the easy route. Now we're going to go a layer below that. So from a capabilities perspective, what is it that you believe you're capable of or don't believe that you're capable of? Do you feel like you're living up to your potential or do you think that there's more to be had, but it's just not coming through for whatever reason? So just write down what it is that you think, you, what your beliefs are about your capabilities to get the job done and maybe what skills you're missing in order to achieve what it is that you want to achieve or let go of. I can, I can do more and I should be doing more. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I think I could do more, but I'm too scared to fail of failure. Yeah. We can always do more. We get in the trap of, oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing this, I should be dieting better, I should be doing more work, I should be doing more calls, I should be doing more output. You know, anybody that's in business, it's like the inf business is the infinite game where you can just do anything for everything sake. You could have better marketing, better sales, better legals, better operations, better technology, better messaging, better hiring, better culture. It, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. In a personal life, it could be, I should be a better son. Better brother, better father. Be so many different things that just go and go and go and go. And actually, we don't necessarily need to be the best at everything, but we just need to make sure that we're giving our best. If we're giving our best, we can't ask for more than that. And think about the behaviors in these moments. So this is getting a bit more specific now. What are the behaviors during these periods or during these moments that we start to see in these in these trends? Could be, I don't know throwing diet out the window, could be shutting yourself off from friends, could be chronically overworking because you're trying to numb out or trying to ignore what's really going on. I get wound up if I can't pick things up straight away. Mm -hmm. So if you need to take time to try and figure something out, that gets in the way. Blocking out people. Mm -hmm. I double down and work harder sometimes, not necessarily for the best. Just think more is better. Irritable and frustrated short views. And Think about how are you responding to your environment? So, for example, are you becoming really short with people? Are you trying to escape? Are you trying to like change your environment very quick? From an environmental level, how are you behaving? Whether that's with other people, whether that's with yourself, whether that's with your work. And what is it that you're interpreting in that environment during these moments? 
I shut things out, I can work harder. Run away or quit. Fight or flight. Good old friend. The chimp paradox. Shutting myself in a room to get away from the world. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So look, guys, this is all the part of the identity stuff that we want to evolve. So first of all, big well done for sharing. It's very uncomfortable. We're looking at parts of ourselves we don't necessarily love. Um, but it's in those darker parts of our subconscious our identity, which is where all of the most amount of change starts to happen. Because once we start to shift those and let go of those parts of ourselves, then really that's where our capabilities and our potential starts to massively expand because we're not fighting with ourselves anymore, but actually we're embodying somebody else. Um, not somebody else insofar as I'm embodying Simon, but we're embodying the person that I want to be. You're embodying the person that you want to be. And this is where we really talk about that forced evolution side of things because our brains and our bodies haven't had a chance to catch up. Because if we think about our environments, think about how much the world has changed in the last year, the last two years, five years, 10 years, 25 years, 50 years. It's all changed so, 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 so quick. But our physiology and our psychology and, and our, our brains haven't had a chance to evolve. So a lot of this stuff is just part of the physical and psychological hardwiring. It doesn't have to stay that way. We can evolve our mindsets. We can let go of these limiting beliefs, the challenging emotions. And we're just going to start to identify what we call our solution state. And the way we're going to do that is we're basically going to rewrite the code. So think about the person that you would like to be on an identity level. Start that begin, that, begin that sentence with I. If I was showing up as the person that I want to be, who would that be? Begin that statement with I. you're ready just pop them into the chat box johnny wilkinson came to mind there i am johnny wilkinson or i am me in every moment <laughs> all i can be in every moment <laughs> yeah. mine was i'm reasonable and reasonable balanced and compassionate in everything that i do Boom. How lovely is that? I'm better than I was yesterday. Yeah, excellent. I am confident and a better version of myself. Great. I can achieve X, Y, and Z. There you go. Because if we're building off of these identity bases and that structure, then actually things aren't quite as scary or quite as tough 
And whatever the world throws at us, if we're coming from a place of I am enough, I was always enough, I have enough to share with others, it becomes a little less scary. When we're operating from I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I can't do this, that's where things get really difficult. So think about this person that you'd love to be. Think about this person that really is taking, as Simon likes to put it, taking life by the balls and getting it done, you know? So write down what is it you believe about yourself? And what is it that you believe about the world? Just start writing some of those down. When you're ready, just drop them in the chat. Just give a few examples on this one for people, please, Mike. Um, for the self-belief side of things. So beliefs could be, um, there's enough to go around for everyone. This is external beliefs. There's enough to go around for everyone. Uh, it could be, there are opportunities that I'm interested in. On a self-perspective, it is, I have enough, I am enough. It could be, I am the kind of person that can do X or Y or Z. Um, so there's both the internal and the external. I'm capable of whatever I want to, if I put my mind to it and stay consistent. Great, excellent. when you hear, hear cogs turning with people. Yeah, I can feel them all the way here in Dubai. <laughs> That's also a tricky one. And you've got to remember, these questions aren't easy because you're not used to thinking in this way. So your brain is firing neurons in different directions than it's used to. Normally, it's I wake up, have my coffee, go to work, have the same stimulus. Right now, I'm asking you to look inwards in your identity, your beliefs, your feelings. So your brain is going, what? What's this guy talking about? That's okay. It's a sign that we're in a, in a good spot. Anything is possible with the right people. Love that. Boom. The boardroom. Exactly that. Iron sharpens iron. And you guys are in a group here where everybody wants to progress. They want to get better. So use it, leverage it. So moving on to values, just start to write down some of the things that are important to you in this person that you would prefer to be in this next, we think about an evolution, the person you want to evolve into, what's important to those people? So for me, when I was a young software sales guy, my number one value was always be the best always be number one, always be top of the leaderboard, always have no one near me. And my second value was money. And my third value was partying. And that kind of grows old after a while. And then uh, it started to shift. So for me now, it's impact. It's build. 
family, friends, memories. These are the sorts of values and they'll shift as you go through life. One of my, one of my personal big ones, well, here we go. Never give up, family, friends, loving myself. One of mine is just like constantly live with integrity, like leading from the front. Yeah, absolutely. Taking the hard right over the easy wrong. Having the hard conversations, making the hard decisions. Yeah. Making decisions with head, heart, and gut aligned. Yeah. Yeah. The old warrior king, warrior magician lover. Progressing to build a life for myself and future I'm sorry, progressing to build a life for myself and future family. And not being fake. Love that. Transparency. Honestly. Love that. So think about the capabilities that these that this person that we want to grow into. Think about the capabilities this person has. Think about the qualities, the skills. What is it? Start to write those down. What comes to my mind here is just how the I read a book, Ant Middleton's book, and it was kind of um, how life in this whole thing was how life is just a series of um, false summits. You get to one place and it's up, no, you can get there, you can get there, you can get there. It's a constant evolution. So here we've got always learning and willing to learn, daring, thoughtful, driven, independent, confident, enjoying life. Curiosity is a big one for me when we had our last job. Doesn't all of that sound fucking amazing compared to the last slide? Huh? How much better does that sound? That's what we want to optimize for. So that thing you mentioned about Ant Middleton, that is, I, I call those now what moments? And then if we optimize for goals or climbing mountains, we get there and it's like, well, now what? Whereas actually, if we can optimize for joy, we can optimize for engagement, we can optimize for meaning. Then when we get there, because we're already on a path that we find meaningful, it's not so much now what? It's like, oh yeah, cool. I, I didn't, even, didn't even think about the achievement. I'm just, I'm just here. Um, so that's some really good stuff, guys. So behaviors, how does this person turn up? What are they doing? How are they spending their time? How are they, what are the micro behaviors? What are the routines? What is it that they have in place? What are these people doing? This person that you're evolving into that makes them different. Fail forward fast. If you don't win, you learn. Yeah, nice. Imperfect implementation. that imperfect implementation or perfect implementation? Imperfect. Yeah, yeah, good. Because there's no such thing as perfect implementation. And if it is perfect, you probably haven't set yourself the right challenge. A little bit too easy. 
beneath your pay grade? Um, big one for me would be leaning into the, actually utilising the people around me. Yeah, we've spoken about that. So just share, there's some knowledge to be shared here with the, with the team. Yeah. So I had all my coaches, I had Kieran, who looks like in terms of my mindset sort of stuff. I've got Joe, who looks after my training, my nutrition. I've got two business mentors. Um, I'll be really open and honest with everyone. Probably four, five, six weeks ago, I was feeling super overwhelmed with a lot of stuff and kind of just a little bit lost um, in terms of where I was wanting to go with a lot of personal things. Um, and I just didn't really lean into anyone. Me and Kieran spoke, and it was like, I've got all of these people around me, but I wasn't actually utilizing them. I wasn't going to them and going, hey, look, I'm struggling with this. I've tried this, this, and this. I'm thinking about this, this, and this. What do you think? And that's me putting more pressure on myself by not utilizing these people I've got around me to support in those areas. And it's a big thing of actually just saying, look, it's fine. These people are here for a certain reason. I'm not going to be asking a silly question. It's me making sure that I'm utilizing these people to the best I can because they're there for a reason. They're there to help me. And there isn't going to be such thing as a silly question. That was probably one of the biggest things holding me back. But ever since I've started to lean in more, it's just helped me tenfold in the last couple of months. Yeah, and I remember that session. You walked in like a deer in headlights. Um, where am I? And I remember says, what's going on? I've been feeling overwhelmed. I don't really know what to do about X or Y. Where do I go? How long have you been feeling like this? I don't know, a couple of weeks. Why don't you raise your hands? Said, no, I could. Guess what? We can raise our hands. We can say, hey, excuse me, miss. Need some help. But as leaders, as driven high performers, we often go, I've got to do it on my own. Yeah, it's fine. I've got to this position on my own. But actually, if you really want to double your growth, 5x your growth, 10x your growth, without sounding like Grant Cardone, um, if you really want to get that hockey stick growth, and we need help, we need to raise our hands. So any others on behaviors? Or really jump into environment? I just got to fail forward fast as well. I think environment would be a good one. Great, so going into environment, how would your environments change? If you're turning up as this person that you want to be, how are you interacting in your environment? Whether that's with friends, whether that's with family, whether that's at work, maybe, Maybe even you might change where you live if you if if it's big enough of a change for you. Maybe you might change relationships, whatever. What are the changes that you want to make in your environment as the person showing up as the person that you want to be? Big one for me was um, just being kind of present. It's when it's kind of behaviour as well. It's being present in the environment that I'm in, not being head up otherwise. It's also being That's something we've really worked. Yeah, big time. And then another one for me, big in terms of an environment, is just making sure that I don't have people in my environment who are taken away from where I want to be or aren't aligned with my mission, well, behaviors, capabilities, beliefs, values, identity. If they're not aligned with it, then it's absolutely fine. They don't have to be there. Surround yourself with like minded people. Same thing. Yeah. And that's about having intellectual, motivational, professional sparring partners, people that push you to be better. You know, on that point, I always believe that it's important that you have somebody that's a peer. You can bounce ideas off, they'll challenge you, they'll challenge them, you're both on the front line. Having a mentor or a coach, somebody above you that's been there and done it in a particular field that can help you not make the same mistake that they did and then also help you through challenges and give you really good advice. 
and then having somebody that you can mentor and, and look after and pass on your knowledge and wisdom because that will number one energize you but number two if they're about to make a mistake that you've already made and you feel yourself making it you can avoid that so um on that side of things trying to have people at all three levels can be really energizing good for your mental health good for connecting good for helping others Absolutely. Don't surround yourself with growth minded people. Awesome. Excellent. So, guys, you just rewritten the code. So, now that you've got an idea as to the person that you want to evolve into, the person that you'd like to be, is now a little bit clearer so you can actually start to implement some of this stuff. And sometimes you're going to have to practice, whether it's the identity level stuff. If the opposite thought comes in, use something called opposition thinking. Oh, I can't do this. What's the opposite of that? Oh, I can do this. Sounds really simple. It's like, no, surely it can't be that easy. But it really, really can be. It can be a case of when you catch those bad thoughts, negative emotions, those identity beliefs coming in. If you can think, what's the opposite of this? If it's a negative one, then just try and slowly make those tweaks. Because we take our thoughts and feelings really seriously, but actually we forget that they're just thoughts. We can change our thoughts. So um, I don't really believe in affirmations. I think they're really lame. I didn't really ever consider doing them. And then one day uh, I was working with one of my mentors and he says, no, no, you've got it all wrong because they're not affirmations, but they're actually declarations. So with that change of perspective, why didn't I like affirmations? The phrase affirm suggests that somebody needs affirming or they need somebody to tell them that they, they can be that or they are that. But actually when somebody declares something, that's very different. It's them saying, I am X or Y. So a little trick and technique. And then I, can you guys see my camera? Or is it just my screen that you guys can see? Am I in the corner? Yeah. Cool. So I've got this document here. And on the back page, this is something I read every morning. Usually put on some classical music. And I've got declarations. Some of the declarations I've got on that. And this is where you got some of you guys are gonna look at me like you're a psychopath. What the hell are you doing? Um, but I do put on classical music, and some of the declarations I have on here is I am strong, I am courageous, I do not compete, I captain my own ship, I'm responsible for my outcomes, I am the king of my kingdom, I'm fit, I am strong, I'm healthy, I'm drive, I'm speed, I'm power. Sounds really lame. And I always thought it was really lame. I thought, yeah, like you're asking the wrong dude. And then my mentor said, have you tried it? And I said, no. And I said, how do you know? Okay, yeah, fair enough. I'm stuck in my own thinking. So by having these declarations and just by spending a couple of minutes in the morning and just actually saying them out loud, and if you live with other people and you feel too, too embarrassed or a bit weird, some of us will feel a bit weird and that's okay. Uh, just reading them every morning is just a way to imprint into your subconscious mind that you are these things. And it's really important that we can make those declarations to ourselves in the external world, which will then help us make tweaks in our internal world. So 
just want you guys to think about some identity level declarations that you guys can make. So just write some of these things down. These can be qualities. These can be beliefs about yourself, whatever they are, and just get a little list. So again, some of the ones I've got on here, but I am creativity, I am rest, I'm focus, I am abundance, I invest my time and resources wisely, I have and maintain a strong support network, I have perspective, I live well, I'm exploration, I know how lucky I am, I am limitless. These are all the sorts of things by making those declarations that you're just going to be chipping away at your subconscious. Even on the days where you don't feel like it, by the time you get to the bottom of your list and you've said them and you've gone, wow, okay, you can just change your state a little bit. And again, it's making that identity level subconscious shift. Just write these down and share into the chat box, whatever the ones that you're comfortable sharing. I am loved. Great, excellent. Awesome. I'm grateful. I'm the king of my kingdom. I'm appreciated. Took the words out of my mouth there, didn't I? I am good enough. I am present. I'm opportunistic. That's a word. I'm appreciated. So you think about how big all of these are. Imagine if you actually feel these, you start to believe these on an identity subconscious level. Think about how different your beliefs about the world, the beliefs about yourself will be. Think about what becomes important to you. Think about your capabilities and skills. Think about the way you'll behave, the things that you'll get done to become the person that you want to be. You can just start chipping away at the subconscious every morning. Just reading these, it's just a way to recenter, and rebalance and think about the kind of person that you want to be. So um, we're going to do something weird now, and you're going to feel a bit silly, and that's fine. Uh, it's part of the game. Good news is most of you don't have your cameras on, so we can't all see you. But I can see Simon, and we can see Johnny. So what I want you guys to do is just go with it. Close your eyes. Get comfy. Take a breath. We're not going to do a long meditation, but just want you to think about that triangle and just thinking about that person, those declarations, just thinking about that person that you know you can be, and you know that you want to be. I want you to imagine there's some steps on that triangle. And the first step, is that environment. I want you to imagine you just taking that step into that environment of the person that you know you can be and who you want to be that we've identified today. Just embodying that kind of person, where that person feels, where they're thinking. And in a moment, 
now I want you to step onto the next step above that, into that person's behaviors, the things that they're doing, how they're operating, that person you know you can be. And in a moment, I want you to take the next step up into your capabilities, the skills this person has, the potential this person has. Just feel into that. Everything you can see, hear, touch, smell. Just stepping in to that beliefs level. What is it you believe about yourself to be true in this version of you? How those self-beliefs can gradually and gently become, begin to become true. Just stepping across into values and the things that have become important to you. And then stepping into that identity statement. Whatever that is, that identity of the person you know you can become and that you want to be. Everything you're thinking to yourself, everything you're feeling about yourself. everything you can hear, you can touch, just embodying that person, thinking about those identity statement declarations, whatever they are, whatever are the most important and meaningful ones to you. Just embodying that person you know you can be, making a really clear picture, a really clear feeling. Maybe it's how that person sounds, Maybe it's what that person's thinking to themselves. It doesn't matter. Just having that mental image of the person that you know you can grow into. So after count of three, just processing that version of you. After the count of two, just taking a breath, noticing the temperature in the room. And after the count of one, your subconscious mind can start stepping into this person gradually and gently, more and more. You've made that shift, which means you can open your eyes. For some of you, that would have been like, whoa, damn, never experienced anything like that before. For some of you, maybe that was weird. So some of you kept your eyes open and you think, I'm not playing that game. I'm not a weirdo, and all of that is fine. Um, it would be interesting. What were some of you guys' experiences? Maybe put it into the chat, maybe unmute, you want to share. But how did you guys experience that? And what person did you see? The big, big takeaway for me is that there's just pure like excitement with everything that I do, hmm. rather than kind of feeling like I maybe in a hamster world doing the same same thing over again everything is an exploration kind of i'm excited to see what i can do here what i can do there different experiences different memories yeah excellent so is the identity statement i'm excited i'm exploration something like that awesome so 
unless anyone else had any other experiences, happy to open up for Q&A. Um, if anyone's got any questions, then now is the chance to fire away. Otherwise, uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. You can catch me on our website, totalmentalperformance.com. You can catch our, our Instagram. Um, but yeah, happy to take any questions. Uh, just let me know. Just open up and fire away. Guys, I'll, I've obviously just tagged Kieran on my story, so if you guys can all go give him a follow as well. I've also dropped his Instagram into the chat, so you've got it. But has anybody got any questions? What would be, I've got one just for people if they want to look a little bit further. What would be your top two or three um, books on mindset? Audio books or all videos, YouTube, whatever to check out. Great question. Um, depending on where you're at, I think mindset for Carol Dweck is a non-negotiable. I literally think. Yeah, that's a non-negotiable. That that should be reading in everybody's toolkit. Um, if you're going for a bit of a low period or, or a period of lack of meaning, it's a bit of a darker book. It's a bit of uncomfortable. Uh, it's called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And the premise is a Hungarian psych Jewish psychiatrist that was uh, put into Auschwitz and he survived. And he looked at the commonalities between the people that survived and the people that didn't. And it always comes back down to meaning. So that's a heavy book. Um, not, the, not the most cheery, but actually for profound mindset development, uh, definitely worth a read. <laughs> this mindset development, without giving you guys any boring therapy books, any boring yeah. psychology, a little bit too... Um, I personally, I think a, a really, really good one, which is a super, super, super short book, is the is it Who Moved My Cheese? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one's a good one for change. So um, if you are somebody that struggles with change, struggles with new things, whether that's changes in life, changes in your program, whatever it is, uh, then that's a that's a good one. Super short, super short and sharp as well. Um, I never, I never thought that a book about mice and cheese would be so eye-opening. <laughs> it's a cool one. It's definitely a cool one. Go check out. So if you're going to read that after that one, I don't think you, I think you actually, I gave it to you and you left it on my table with Simon. The next one is um, Out of the Maze. It's on my Audible. It's next. <laughs> yeah, give that one a listen. Have you got any quotes to live by, Kieran? Yeah, I've got three of them written on my forearm. Um, yeah, like there. Hang on, I knew it. I knew Johnny was going to ask this. <laughs> it's at the end, mate. Of course, I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the 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 three quotes I live by is uh, Amor Fati, which is the love of fate, not merely just the bear. So these are these are stoic towards the top to do a stoic principle. So not merely just to bear what's going on, not just be like, oh, you know, I've been dealt a shit hand. Oh man, just bearing it. It's like, okay, I've been dealt a shit hand. Cool, great, fine. How can I? How, how, amongst all of this dog shit, how can a flower emerge and how can I find a way out? So that's one. Uh, the second one is Memento Mori, remember you will die. And uh, I think remembering our mortality, remembering that we're not going to be here forever, helps us fall out of the trap of I've got forever to sort this stuff out because we really don't, we just don't know when uh, our time is up. So that's not something to be, you know, scared of, but embracing that is all thing to go okay actually that gives me perspective what really is important in life death is one of the biggest change agents think about when somebody dies 
what happens to everyone around them? They start contemplating their own mortality. People start changing their behaviors. They start realizing they've been taking life for granted. So uh, there's that one. And then ego is the enemy. So I often like that example I gave. I don't do affirmations. I'm too cool for that. Uh, my ego was getting in the way. And actually, it was a useful tool. And it still is a useful tool. So ego gets us in three different stages. When we're trying to do something. So ego is the enemy is a great book on this, by the way. Um, so when we're trying to achieve something, we often think, oh, I'm above that. I don't need to do that. I can give that to some juniors or whatever. I should, I'm, I'm above this work. Second part is when we're successful. And that is when we believe our own hype. And we're like, I am amazing. I am unstoppable. I am the best. And we turn into people that we don't necessarily align with in terms of our values. And then the third is ego when we fail at something. And that is, oh, I shouldn't have failed. I'm better than that. Oh, what's wrong with me? I'm not worthy. Whatever. So ego at all of those stages becomes our enemy. So by having it in check and understanding it. Always. Um, so they're the three, they're the three quotes I live by, um, by literally. Johnny, what's your go-to? What, my go-to quote? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I think I've actually got one, to be fair. Mine always used to be hard work beats talent and talent doesn't work hard. Always used to be that. I like there, there's no, there's no, uh, what's it? There's no, um, there's no losses, only lessons. Yeah, it's a good one, Growing mindset, very orientated that. Um, guys, we will wrap it up there. Thank you very much, Brad, for Kieran. That was absolutely awesome. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people taking some massive takeaways from that. Guys, please go and give Kieran a follow on Instagram. Um, any questions, feel free to reach out to him. He loves people bombarding his DMs. He's just here to help people. And he is a lovely, lovely bloke. Um, he's a top man. Um, and also, if anybody... Um, has any questions feel free to dm him me johnny eleanor cuts you anybody and we will see you in the next webinar okay um keep crushing it guys and i'll speak to you soon okay catch you later